Welcome to Pull'em Weeds, a podcast of the Carolinas GCSA. We'd like to remind you that the views and opinions expressed in this podcast are solely of those of the people on the podcast and do not reflect the views of the Carolinas Golf Course Superintendents Association or any of its sponsors. All right, everybody. Welcome in to another episode slash series of Pulling Weeds. Today, we are going to have some different students from Ori Georgetown Technical College from Conway, South Carolina on today. So our first guest is going to be none other than John? Yes, sir. Weeks. That's it. Tell everybody where you're from, John. Uh, I was born in Charlotte, raised for the first seven years of my life in York, South Carolina, and then moved to Sherall, other known as Chiraw, South Carolina, where I went Chiraw. to high school, played high school golf, and then I ended up down here at the beach. Chiraw to the beach. Yes, sir. Interesting. All right. And also, we have Mr. Matt Ratcliffe. Yes, sir. Matt, where are you from? I am from Dayton, Ohio. I spent the first 18 years of my life in Dayton. Uh, came down to Myrtle Beach every year on vacation and kind of decided this is going to be the spot for me. I love to golf, so... Went forward, and here I am. Man, this is going to lead into some of the questions that we have perfectly. Thank you for your transition there, Mr. Ratcliffe. Um, they're nervous, folks. We're trying to get them to cut up a little bit. But um, so at what point in time, Matt, did you figure out that you wanted to get into golf and be a golf course superintendent? I would say about five years when I first started uh, working on the golf course. Um, it kind of opened my eyes how much goes into working on a golf course, what goes into growing grass, um, and it really spiked my interest. I wanted to wanted to be a superintendent one day since since that day. Nice, and so that's why Ori Georgetown made sense. Family vacations. Yeah, so of the three bosses that I had down here, they all went to Ori Tech. So I knew that that was a good place to go, and my company fortunately paid for my education here so dude that's awesome yeah yeah man good for you yeah. all right john um we're just gonna jump right into one of the tougher questions what's the hardest chemical for you to pronounce <laughs> we do have a live audience here folks so <laughs> if you hear some murmuring in the background that would be the audience chiming in with their um Wait, let me see if I can get this one right. <laughs> is that about? Yeah, okay. They don't know what that sounds like. I'd say was, uh, microbutrazol. Is that right? I don't know. I'm not from Turkey. I, do <laughs> I don't know if that's correct or not, but that's a tough one for me. And what is that exactly? Oh, Lord. My bad. I picked a different one. <laughs> All right. So um, let's go with the same question for you then. At what point did you have that aha moment where you're like, okay, this is what I want to do. I understand. I know golf, etc. Uh, when I graduated high school, I got hooked up with Mr. Huntoon and moved down to the beach. And I worked with him for about a year and a half. And just to see him do his thing on a golf course, it really opened my eyes to the to the opposite side of golf, which I was used to, you know, the player side of it. But um, you know, watching Jim operate and run a crew, and you know, it opened my eyes to a whole nother level of golf. And I just fell in love ever since. 
and you've got family that is in the same industry? Yes, my brother, Mac Lawrence, he works for Site One in Charlotte. I knew that name from somewhere. Oh, you'd know him if you... Site, man, they're good partners of ours. He's a character. Wow. All right, so so what are some of your hobbies? Uh, Golf. I have three kids, so majority of my time spent with them. But um, What ages? Eight, five, and four. Hmm. So you figured that out? What's up? Yeah, like four is insanity. Three's challenging. Two made sense. Oh, yeah. I still ain't figured out what causes it yet, to be honest. Well, Amazon shopping. I'm working on that part. Sounds like my wife shops at Amazon. A lot of deliveries. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I'm going to get hit here, and I just met him. Uh, Matt, same question for you. Toughest chemical to pronounce? Tebiconazole, propiconazole, any of the zoles. And what do the Zolls do? Fungicides. They're fungicides. Yes. I thought that was the nils. Dacanil. No? It does. That's not a fungicide? Dacanil is, yeah. 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 Okay. I was just checking. I know that one at least. I was <laughs> like, yeah, I'll better go with that one. Okay. Um, favorite course you've ever played? Favorite course I ever played? Um, I'll probably keep it in uh, South Carolina, probably watch a saw plantation. I got to play that a couple of years ago. That was really neat. But uh, a lot of other courses I need to experience. I just need to venture out of Myrtle Beach a little bit. Well, I think you're down to 78 in Horry County alone, if I'm not mistaken, that you can sample. I, I've played every single, probably every single course in Myrtle. So nice. maybe that's why I need it. All right. Well, you need to find Myrtle Beach for me in terms of geography. What do you mean by that? Like, if these courses are in Horry County for people's perspective, like, and there's 78 of them, like, how far north or south before you get out of Horry County into a different realm of golf, like Pauly's Island, for instance, maybe, or Merle's Inlet, or, like, okay. where does the beach start and stop to you? I would say it starts in North Myrtle, Cherry Grove, and it goes okay. down to uh, – Myrtle, Myrtle Beach, and then it kind of changes once you get to Myrtle's Inlet, uh, Pauly's Island. A little bit different golf, I would say. So those are not Horry County then, so those might those be Those are Georgetown. Some. So have you played all those? A uh, good majority of them. There's more private clubs down in Georgetown. Like I'm talking all the way Debadoo south to where the road does that 90-degree <clears throat> bend on 17. I haven't got to play Debadoo, but. What? Who's here? Anybody? Connections at Debadoo? Oh, <laughs> Rayleigh. I need to talk to him more often. You might. He's in your class, but I'll probably play there before you based on this conversation, and I haven't even had him on yet. No, just kidding. All right, how about you? Um, the dream golf course where you're going to end up being either a superintendent, director of agronomy, or whatever. Hmm. What's that spot where you're going to stay and get a rocking chair? In this area or just anywhere? Your dream, son. Pinehurst. You're going to school for a reason? Pinehurst. Pinehurst. Running the resort or just number two? Just number two. Can I come water the cradle in the afternoons for you? Certainly. Okay, perfect. We'll have a deal there because that's special. Pinehurst is a special place. Um, So, did you grow up playing golf then? Absolutely. I'm the baby of six boys. All of us played golf. We uh, grew up right across from Spring Lake Country Club there in York. How old were you before you got a new club, being the youngest of six? Mm, Well... 
you had Max Jordan on here, so Tiger Jordan was right around the corner making clubs in his basement. So oh, yeah, I forgot he was. We uh, we had access to clubs. So the uh, what were those? The tour something twos that were the same ones as the ping eye twos? He put, me, he put me on the snake eyes. I don't know if you know oh, anything yeah, about yeah, the snake yeah, eyes, yeah, yeah. but, yeah, Tiger was a big big snake eye guy. So, yeah, you had some great junior golf education. Absolutely. How about you? Competitive junior golf oh, at all? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I started when I was probably 10 golfing with my dad. My dad actually showed me down here. He brought me, he brought me with him golfing one vacation, and then ever since then, hit the golf course, junior golf, uh, all four years of high school, of course, and couple years before that you know junior golf before high school it was awesome nice all right favorite course you've ever played um it's a fight between caledonia or presswick here at the beach local courses yes sir so you've played the pinehurst courses no i have not oh okay i got you i, have not. I was just curious why, why you why your answer was reflected i've just always beach. liked it gotcha and you your dream job where my dream job i think after having this experience with like tour, tourist golf, I think in the future maybe something very private, something totally different, you know, where somewhere that has money. Near field? Sure. Yeah. Been there. Been in that tournament a couple times. Nice. Awesome. Yeah. You going to go work it here anytime soon? They're going to let it, you do that as part of future, your gig here? Yeah. Yeah. That would be a great possibility. I'd love to nice. Do that. All right. Well, we're running up on 10 minutes. So here is the, um, the opportunity. Tell the world who you are, where you want to go to work, why they need to hire you. What are we doing? Um, John Weeks. I mean, I'm, uh, I'm under good, good hands here at the beach at Legends. I, uh, he, uh, Mike Bankert just offered me a job as the assistant superintendent over the Heathland course. And considering I just did my – project for Jim on Tom Doak. I've been digging into his his history and uh you know, I think we can make big changes over there and as long as Mike's still good to me, I I plan on staying there a good while and you know, I think I'll be a great fit and I don't have anything wrong with staying right here in here in Myrtle Beach. There are a lot worse people that I know that you could work for than Mike Banker. Oh, I love him. He's done so much for me, taught me so much. He's a good egg. I'm glad you brought his name up. Okay. Um, I, I've been an acting assistant this whole two-year program in school, so I really have the discipline to be an assistant and go to school at the same time. So I think once I'm out of here and I have the assistant job, just that, it, I have no problem handling that. Um, my future, I, I really like the Charleston area, so maybe venture down there once I get a little tired of Myrtle Beach. But I, right now, I, I'm not too tired of Myrtle Beach. I'm, I like where I am. All right. It's John Weeks, right? That's it. So as Freddy Krueger, Tim Krieger, growing up, why do they call you John Wilkes Booth? Oh, I have many nicknames. I feel like I acquire a nickname everywhere I go. Have you assassinated a sprayer into a pond? Um, Not a pond, no, but I have dumped one into number four's bunker over there on the Heathland course. Dewey conditions or driving too fast or under the influence? Uh, driving too fast and unfamiliar with the uh, un- unfamiliar with the course at the time. That little bunker hopped up on me in a heartbeat. Nice. Wasn't much I could do about it. It happens. 
I didn't waste much product though. We flipped it up, sprayed the rest out. It was good to go. I didn't tear anything up, so we're good. Didn't get injured. Have you guys gone through the GPS spraying technology here? So now you you know what to invest in going forward. That's out of my pay grade there. Hmm. Banker, we'll be on soon. All right. With that, thank you all for coming on. Um, let me see if I can get this one right. Whoa. There it is. That was the audience clapping for those of you in the studio audience who aren't reacting to anything there. Um, thank you, guys. Thank you. Thank you. All right, continuing with our uh, Ori Georgetown Technical College Golf and Sports Turf Management sessions. I've taken over the mic for Tim. He's made a quick exit to go do Tim things. He'll be back, though. But in the meantime, we have two more students up here. We have Mr. Nick Clemens. Say hello. Hello. How you doing? And Nick, tell everybody um, where you work. Uh, I'm from uh, Green Sea, South Carolina. Um I grew up on a turf farm. Um, graduating high school, I wanted to come to Ori Georgetown to continue my career in turf and get a better expertise of how to grow turf and uh, how to span our turf farm going into business. Sod production. Sod production. And we also have Mr. Uh, Matt Mateague here. How you doing? Currently working at Grand Dunes Members Club. That's correct. Originally from the, uh, the great state of Connecticut, right? Yep. Would that yep. constitute you as a Yankee? If that's how you want to put it, yeah. Yeah, my you know, my mom's from uh, Connecticut, and she just had a bunch of her friends come down here. And, you know, we were talking, and, you know, if you're from South Carolina, if you're from South Carolina, you say you're a South Carolinian, right? And we asked her, what, uh, what do you call somebody from Connecticut? And her response, Matt, was a Connecticut Yankee. Is that true? Yeah. And that would probably be like a South Carolinian redneck. <laughs> we're going to compare those. <laughs> easy now. Easy now. You remember who the audience is here, right, brother? <laughs> All right. Very good. Very good. Um, so uh, getting started here, Matt, um, your colleague, your fellow student across the way here, Mr. Clemens, um, is all about business. That's, I think we've seen that over the years. Wouldn't you agree? Yep. I'd agree with that. And um, in our time together over the semester, how many times have you think in class I've asked Mr. Clemens to repeat himself? It's got to be in the 20s, I think. <laughs> I was thinking in the hundreds. Yeah. <laughs> not everybody has the ability to talk so fast, Nick. Where, where did you get that ability? I'm not sure. I was just born with it. <laughs> you were born with it, that's for sure. And, Nick, what's your best memory from your time here? I'd say uh, probably um, the Wiedemann project when we came out and uh, experienced with the new uh, attachments. Um, I haven't been to any uh, golf courses just because um, I'm on a different side of the field, but uh, seeing everybody work together and uh, at the same common goal was, was a pretty good experience. Yeah, the, the Wiedemann um, demo day. Correct. Yep. I got a question for you. How many pallets of sod have you sold while in class here? Uh, it's probably not countable. It's <laughs> Quite a few, then. A good bit. And tell uh, tell the listeners um, a little bit more about Grassy Bay Turf Farms. What what varieties of turf are you selling? Right now, we have about 400 acres of centipede. Um, we have 25 acres of Bermuda. Uh, we're about to span to over about 125. And um, last year, we sprayed 10 acres of zoysia. And uh, I think last month, uh, we went ahead and sprayed another 15 acres of uh, 
going forward, we'll have three different varieties. I keep this. I hope, I hope to expand on that going going forward with a, a turf degree and um, me and my brother, I have a twin brother, uh, taking over in the in the future. Did y'all know Nick had a twin brother? Really, this is a revelation to me, Matt. Yeah, I didn't know that. And um, he's does does he go to school anywhere, or what does he do right now? Well, he uh, came and did the lineman program and worked there for uh, seven, eight months. And now he's back on the farm. But uh, he's not a big school guy. He's a more of a hands-on eight-to-five guy. Right. But uh, he gets it done. But He's not a scholar like you. Well, he he's not very dependable of uh, sitting in a classroom uh, two years and um, trying to learn new things. He'd rather just someone, him to be able to do what he needs to do with, with what he knows and uh, just learning with the experience. So you and him are going to be working together in the future. Yes, sir. So, where do you see Grassy Bay Turf Farms in say ten years, twenty years from now? I hope to be in a very comfortable situation with um, a couple new farms, uh, new equipment. Um, I hope to cut down on man hours. Uh, Ten years from now, I hope to be able to have three or four automatic harvesters. Uh, right now, we have one. We just purchased another. Um, we have one automatic harvester. We actually have two harvesters. But uh, cutting down on man hours, just in today's age, it's hard to rely on help. And uh, being able to do everything by yourself and just have a truck driver to deliver your saw will be uh, more dependable and uh, a quicker pace. Expansion is definitely part of that too, though, isn't it? Expansion definitely. Uh, yep. The money's there if the market keeps going like it is. Uh, if you want to make money, it's it's there. You just have to chase it. Very good. Switching over to you, Matt. I'm gonna um, take one of Tim's questions here. Sure. What uh, What is your dream job in in the future? I would have to say probably working somewhere up north. Uh, probably a private club. Just that's what I'm. I'm doing now. That's kind of what I enjoy, and that's just kind of how I see myself going forward, just moving back up closer to family and working at a private club somewhere up north. You spent a lot of time around these parts here in Red Hill, South Carolina, haven't you? Yeah, quite a, quite a few years, yep. Tell uh, tell the listeners um, where you were before uh, Ori Georgetown. So I got a degree from Coastal originally, and uh, as I'm finishing that degree, I just started working at a golf course, and that's kind of how... I got into Ori, Ori Tech coming here and uh, just started really enjoying working on a golf course and just kind of transitioned and decided to come get a turf degree and continue in that career path instead of um, the one I graduated with at Coastal. Very good. Never hurts to have more than one degree. That's right. Be prepared for anything. Yes. You can always fall back on, on your uh, sports marketing and management degree, right? Yep. You have to tell Tim that the same degree he has. His is from Clemson, though. Yeah. All right. Let me see what we got here. This is a good one for you, Nick. It says, what is your life cycle? In, co- in quotations, your daily routine. Take us through a day in the life of, uh, <laughs> of Nick Clemens. Um, just wake up. Uh First of all, make sure everybody shows up to work. It seems to be a problem sometimes. Uh, okay. Um, figure out what you need for the day. Uh, most of the time, we'll just uh, send out the harvesters 
tell them to, what they need to harvest. And uh, after that, uh, it's pretty much a routine when the guys get done harvesting side. Uh, <clears throat> if it's not a big day, uh, they'll go mow. It's pretty – I mean, everybody has been around long enough. I've got uh, two guys that's been around for 15 years, and uh, they know what they're doing. Uh, when we finish a, when we finish the job, they know what needs to be done. I don't have to go tell them. Matt, how about you? What's your what's your daily routine? Your life cycle? My daily routine: waking up, making a cup of coffee, go to work or go to class, uh, coming home and taking a nap. Maybe, yeah, maybe uh, hit the driving range, and I'm in bed by 9.30, so not much. And napping's an underrated uh, underrated part of wellness, isn't it? That's right. Every, you're a little, you're a little bit older, so you need a nap, don't you? Yeah, I do. <laughs> One a day. I adhere to that, too, when I can. All right. Matt. What was the what was your favorite class that you took in the curriculum here at Ori Georgetown Technical College? My favorite class. That's a tough one. Um, I would say either irrigation or construction. Just kind of, I've never been that interested in you know the design and construction of golf courses, but after you know going through the class and, and learning more about it, it's kind of sparked some interest to in me. So I think that's that's definitely something that I've learned more about and I've gained more interest in that I didn't think I had. Glad to hear that. Yeah, um, that class was kind of willy nilly this semester, in my opinion. So I'm glad you got something out of it. <laughs> what about you, Nick? What was your favorite class? Um, it's probably going to be turf design and construction because it'll be my last one and I'll be done. Um, (laughs) (laughs) but, uh, no reality, uh, every one of the classes, uh, I enjoyed just learning all the aspects of, uh, what we needed to grow and, uh, be a better turf grass manager. They all have helped me, uh, be a better person in the turf grass industry. Awesome. Okay, folks, we are back with the next session of the Ori Georgetown Technical College Turfgrass Association or Management, Turfgrass Management uh, program here. And I am Mark Smarty jumping in for the next interviewer here as the other two are taking a back seat and sleeping in the back. Um, so I will have the man to my left introduce himself. Um, I'm Rayleigh Smith. Um, I'm 20 years old. I'm a second year here at Ori Georgetown Technical College. I'm the active assistant superintendent of the North Course at Myrtle Beach National, and I just took a job at Oyster Bay up in Calabash as the assistant superintendent under Josh Schumacher. Great. And the person to my right? I'm Andrew Rich. I'm 22. I was born in Little River, reside in the Dirty Myrtle. I'm the acting assistant at Eagle's Nest. And Little River. Okay, great boys. And myself, my little uh, background, I'm currently uh, the grounds crew at TPC Myrtle Beach. Uh, I've been there for now almost two years. And uh, we'll see uh, where things take me after I graduate. Uh, Still a little undecided on where I'm going to go. So without further ado, we do have a few questions for the men that are sitting here with me. Just fly out the seat. Some real head scratchers. Oh, yeah. No script. Make them up. Okay. 
let's see. If you were to to tomorrow become a superintendent, oh, this is for Rayleigh, what would be the first thing you would want to make sure is up to your standards and maybe explain what that standard would be? What's the most important thing that you wouldn't want to walk on and make sure that that's what you're going to take on as your first decision or change? First off, I found out I was superintendent tomorrow. I'd freak out and run to the bathroom and hide for a couple hours. Um, that's first. And then um, probably first off, I'd want to figure out my crew, beat my people. But I'm really big on cleanliness. So everything we need, everything we do, when we get done with it, it needs to like we haven't been there. The shop needs to be clean at the end of the day. When you – when you're replacing sod, when you get done, they should be able to play off of it in an hour. I mean, there should be no – it should not look like we were there if we're doing our jobs correctly. I can see a lot of myself in that too. So uh, I would happen to agree with a lot of those theories. Uh, Rich? Yeah, uh, if you can't take care of your shop, I mean, how are you going to take care of your golf course, you know? you got to make sure you can keep a pretty clean – shop and quality of work and everything i believe and if i were to be a super i'd definitely hit the sack a little early get some z's <laughs> great stuff uh i guess i can answer the question for myself uh that would be again learning your crew is probably the the biggest thing in understanding their 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 skills i would say and what they can best can contribute to the, the team, understanding where they might have some weaknesses um, and not asking too much of certain people and putting them in positions that where they don't feel comfortable doing certain things. I think that's uh, one of the, my first uh, big steps would be is becoming a, a new superintendent. Um, okay, so one of the previous questions I actually uh, had liked my my myself and wanted to answer which was uh what would your dream course be would you like to um, really please i don't know if i have a dream golf course probably the next one i'm going to be at is because you want to make whatever wherever you are you want to make it as good as you can so you should make your own dream golf course make it what you want it to be if if you want if you want to have you want to stamp a fourteen every day, make it where you can stamp fourteen every day. If you want your you want six inch rough and you want tournament conditions, or if you want to play a bump and run every day. So that course doesn't exist yet because you haven't been there yet. Correct. That course that's that's really in ten years. True. Pretty good answer, but I would have to say Bulls Bay. Bulls Bay. Yeah. Where is that? I'm not too familiar. It's uh, down in the Charleston area. It's on right. your way to Charleston. Yeah, it's on okay. that way. And I've, I've just never had enough money to even really go out there, but everything I've heard about it just seems pure. Okay. Uh, a little bit about my background. I'm actually from Buffalo, New York, and I came down to Myrtle for this program. Uh, so my favorite course, anyway, um, would probably be uh, the park uh, country club uh, only because it was kept to the to the nines and um, it was also very playable so it was always an enjoyable round my old boss may not like that since we didn't run that course but uh, that was probably my favorite and uh, basically my ideal 
job or the course that I would want to work at. You know, I, I'm uh, one to have an investment in the course that I'd like to work in or work at. So uh, I've always said my dream course or job would be that farmer that kind of plows under his corn and decides to make a course to where uh, it's something that he has a passion in and brings in a superintendent that uh, kind of works as a partnership rather than below him or for him. So that's kind of my ideal uh, position I'd want to be as far as my favorite course that I'd want to work at or for. Thank you all for listening to another episode of Pulling Weeds, a podcast of the Carolinas Golf Course Superintendents Association. Stay tuned as we will have another episode out soon. For further information on the Carolinas GCSA, please visit our website at carolinasgcsa.org or call our office at 864-843-1150.